Well, this is a rather disturbing story coming out of Denmark, that country planning to cull up to 17 million mink, and that is in an effort to stop a mutated coronavirus. And joining us with more details is Shane Woodford, used to work here at CKNW, is now a freelance journalist based in Denmark. Shane, thanks so much for being with us. Always good to come on. Thanks for having me. I I was following your uh, tweeting of a news conference that was held in Denmark earlier today. So what is happening with the the mink? Yeah, well, the mink have contracted coronavirus, and then it's, as you mentioned, it's mutated and sort of evolved into a new strain. And as of right now, there are 12 people that have been infected with this new strain of coronavirus, and they're taking it really, really seriously. And the reason is, is the new strain would be apparently, according to the health minister in the press conference, highly resistant to any coronavirus vaccine that is coming down the pipeline. So if this thing spreads, then it basically undermines the effectiveness of any vaccine. So they're super worried about it. And so the problem seems to be concentrated, Jill, in northern Jutland, which is the sort of long peninsula of Denmark that's actually physically connected to Germany. And what they're doing up there is they're doing an absolute and total lockdown across seven municipalities. And that means all businesses are closing unless it's a critical business like a grocery store or a police station, stuff like that. Uh, Everybody's being told to work from home. All public transit is being shut down. Restaurants are being shut down, but they can still operate on takeout. They're taking it so seriously that people are being told not to go from one municipality to the other, nor is anybody outside the seven uh, advised to go in. And as a matter of fact, even trains running in the country are to stop and not go into the infected area. So the idea is, Jill, to kind of quarantine that area and with fingers crossed, hope to kind of wipe it out with a three to four week quarantine. Uh, So how did this even start? How did the mink get infected? (laughs) <laughs> this is a this is a bit of a crazy story. So uh, the short answer is they're not 100% sure, but the working theory goes like this. And this comes from uh, scientists at the University of Copenhagen uh, who are looking into exactly that question because they want to know. And uh, what they found when they were doing all of these different scenarios was they began to say, well, you know, there's a lot of birds and seagulls and stuff that fly across the country. Let's try looking at that. And what they found was they started doing testing on, they captured seagulls and were doing testing on them, and they found coronavirus on the foot of a seagull. Now, to be clear, the seagull wasn't infected with coronavirus. It was just actually carrying the virus on its foot. And so the working theory right now is, again, it's not 100% confirmed, is that these birds were literally carrying the coronavirus, somehow transferring it to the mink where it mutated and then passed on to people. That is uh, bizarre, to say the least. So, Just a little bit. Yeah. If that's the case, then, because one of the other questions was how this is, so we know that this was COVID-19 that we're dealing with, with the pandemic, but somehow, at some point, when it got to the mink, it mutated. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's what happens when a virus goes into an animal. It tends to kind of evolve, and then the question is, can it pass back to humans? And when it does, we're in trouble, which is the evolution of corona in the first place. Um, I should mention, by the way, that, that, you know, they've locked down this one area of Denmark, Jill, in order to try and kill this thing. They, they really don't want it to spread. Uh, as I mentioned off the top, there's 12 people that have been infected, but one of those people actually comes from mid-Zealand. So that's the part of the country where Copenhagen is, which is a far distance removed from 
uh, northern Jutland. It would be like if you quarantined Nanaimo and a case suddenly popped up in Vancouver. It's kind of the BC equivalent. So there's already questions about whether the virus has escaped, this new strain has escaped the quarantine zone. Hopefully not. Uh, do they know of the 12 people infected then, or the ones, the 11, I guess, that are closer to where the mink are? Did they all get it from mink? Were they workers there, or did one person get it and then pass it on to other people? We don't know the specifics of that. We do know that some of these people at least worked on the mink farms, which is the, the concern here. Uh, so it definitely passed from the mink to these people. And the strain then, the fear, as you were talking about, the fear is that it could be more resistant to, to any vaccine in the future. Do we know how sick or if the people that have this mutated strain, uh, are they showing symptoms? We don't know what their exact medical condition is. Uh, that is a question that is definitely out there. I was asked in the press conference and no details were given. Uh, I assume it's going to be something along the lines of Corona that it can, as soon as you get into different strains, then, you know, you run into problems, you know, off the top of my head, you know, would the same medication or, or treatment scenarios work for this new strain as versus the original strain of Corona? I don't know, but I assume that these are the questions and the fears that are now racing around the health community here in Denmark. Uh, and I know the, the, that I, it might have been you or, or somebody else put the question uh, as well to, to the PM, Meta Fredrickson, uh, that asked, is it too late? Do we know if this thing has perhaps taken off already? Yeah, we don't know. And one of the things they're going to be doing now uh, in Denmark, Jill, is they're going to, every time they do a coronavirus test, they're going to automatically test for the new strain in order to, I mean, obviously, fingers crossed, they're hoping just it never pops up and they can go through the quarantine and be like, okay, you know, we're reasonably sure this thing is dead. Uh, but the secondary plan is if they now hunt for this second strain in all of the coronavirus testing, and Denmark tests a lot, uh, then they can, you know, theoretically just try and get to this person that tested positive, isolate them, figure out, do all the contact tracing, and then do sort of a backup effort to try and contain the virus there if they find it. Uh, the number seems large uh, when we say uh, we're talking about the culling of up to 17 million mink, but is that a large number given the mink industry in Denmark? Well, I'm not an expert on the mink industry. I was actually, when the story started popping up and it, it's it's not new. It's been sort of cooking away here for the last month. The fact there's a new strain is sort of the new information, but they've been killing mink here for weeks. Matter of fact, they held a press conference about two weeks ago where they discussed how they're going to ramp up their efforts to try and kill about 100,000 of these animals per day. Uh, so I'm not sure what a mink farm holds. Uh, 17 million mink sounds like a lot to me. And one of the things that I learned as I sort of dived and dove into this angle of the story is that apparently Denmark is one of the world's largest suppliers of mink into the fur industry. It uh, contributes something like 40% of the global mink fur. Uh, uh, so that is that caught me a little bit by surprise. But there's a there's a, undoubtedly a lot of mink farms here and a lot of minks, and they're not going to be with us for very long. And when you talk about these new um, restrictions in these areas as well, because uh, we've talked about reopening uh, people, returning to some form of normalcy, this has got to, I mean, people will understand why this is being done and get the seriousness of this, but that's got to still be difficult to look at things shutting down again. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is not a largely populated part of Denmark, which really helps. We're not talking about shutting down 
Copenhagen or something like that. So that sort of helps. That said, I mean, it is seven municipalities. It's a pretty big chunk of northern Jutland. And there's going to be spillover effects, like the Prime Minister said today. For example, if you're living in one of the impacted regions, but you travel to Albor, which is the largest city in that region, which is outside the containment zone, uh, then you're not going to be able to go to your job. All the businesses that are in that part of the containment zone are going to have to shut down for four weeks. Uh, there's going to be a lot of strife associated with this decision, but you, I guess the Prime Minister was kind of saying, listen, we've weighed off the consequences. Yes, there's going to be some suffering and hardship in these regions, but if we gamble and win and we do a complete lockdown quarantine and we can wipe out this new strain uh, and then make sure that whatever vaccine comes down the pipe is dealing with the dominant strain and that other thing is no longer a concern, then we win in the long run. And they're also going to have to dole out a ton of money to the mink farmers who are literally having their livelihoods just decimated right in front of them. And just one more question on testing, because you did mention Denmark tests a lot. Are they ramping up testing or is there going to be any change there? They've been ramping up testing pretty steadily over the last couple of months here. They've really, really focused on testing. Uh, The goal in Denmark is to uh, have an 80,000 test capacity daily. Uh, we sort of flirt between, you know, on weekends, it go down to about 40,000 a day, 50,000. Uh, some days during the week, we see between 60 and 70,000 tests. Uh, we've had two different laboratories that have come online with the ability to both be testing centers and to process testing. And a third one in uh, Denmark's second largest city, I believe, is going to come online any day now. And that center in itself will be able to process 30,000 tests a day, as well as administer tests. They're really, really serious about testing here. Not only do they want 80,000 tests done per day, Jill, they've uh, put out a mandate to uh, in 80%, at minimum, in 80% of the tests done each day to have a turnaround of 24 hours or less to get a result back to people. Well, interesting uh, times uh, coming out of Denmark. Shane, we'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much. Always a pleasure. You guys stay safe.